Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us here today at the University of Calgary. In addition to being Alberta's Minister of Health, I am also the MLA for Calgary Varsity, which is home to this incredible university. It is a real privilege to represent the people, businesses, and organizations who make this constituency of Calgary Varsity so vibrant. I'd like to welcome Premier Kenny and Minister Schweitzer, as well as Minister Panda, here this morning. Also joining us, we have University of Calgary President and Vice-Chancellor Ed McCauley, as well as Barry Sanders, Scientific Director of Quantum City. Also from the University of Alberta is Alain McDonald, Vice President of External Relations. And we're also really pleased that Nitin Rakesh, Executive Director and CEO of Emphasis, could join us here today. The University of Calgary has long been a source of high-quality post-secondary learning, and world-class research. This institution is a vital component of our province, and announcement like today only highlights that value. Thank you, President McCauley, for hosting us here this morning. It's always great to have the opportunity to spend some time here on campus. I also want to say thank you to Nitin for coming this morning. I know it's already been an exciting week for you in the grand opening of your new Calgary office earlier this week. We're looking forward to watching how Emphasis continues to help Alberta's tech sector grow and attract even more talent. Every day, it is harder to ignore just how well Alberta's tech sector is doing. It seems like every day there's new news of investments and new companies and growing talent. And on that note, I would like to invite our Premier forward to share even more about the growing tech industry here in Alberta. Premier? Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Very much, Jason, for welcoming us here to the University of Calgary Varsity, and thank you as well to Ministers Panda and Schweitzer for joining us. Thank you, President McCauley, to you and your team, as well as reps from Universities of Alberta and Lethbridge, and uh, to Nitin Rakesh, the CEO of Emphasis. Thank you so much for joining us here, not just in person, but in partnership, uh, and congratulations on the big step forward earlier this week on officially opening the Emphasis office here in Calgary. I'm so excited to be here at the uh, Schulich School of Engineering at the University of Calgary, which is one of the country's great schools of engineering, from which have come in amazing innovations uh, that have driven the Alberta and the Canadian economies, uh, increasingly are at the, uh, to be at the cutting edge of environmental performance, and of, of course for decades in responsible energy production. But today, to focus on Another major step forward in the exciting story of Calgary's booming high-tech sector, so much of which, of course, comes out of innovation and research done at our universities, our world-class universities. And uh, we now see uh, greater momentum in Alberta's tech sector than ever before, one of the fastest-growing tech sectors anywhere in North America, part of a broader exciting story of Alberta's economic recovery. Last year, we saw 33% uh, growth in Alberta manufacturing. Exports were up by 56% to the highest year ever. Of course, our film and television industry is booming with a tenfold increase of investment and activity in that sector. You can't find studio space in Calgary. Our aviation sector is booming with new airlines uh, anchoring here uh, in Alberta. Uh, the, the tourism industry, of course, uh, is recovering and uh, so much more exciting news across our economy. That was reflected in uh, the recent unemployment stats uh, showing that uh, unemployment in Alberta is at its lowest level in seven years uh, since early 20. 
15, and this province has recovered fully uh, from the COVID global recession. So one of the most exciting areas of growth, though, is in technology and innovation. Uh, over the past number of years, we've witnessed incredible growth in the sector. The number of tech companies operating in Alberta has more than doubled over the past decade, and we're now home to more than 3,000 tech companies. Uh, we've smashed venture capital investment records two years in a row, and this year, 2022, is shaping up to be yet another record year for that venture capital, which is the jet fuel of startup businesses. And uh, amongst these tech companies located in Alberta, we have everything from small uh, entrepreneurial startups to huge global tech companies like Emphasis, who have decided that with Alberta's open for business uh, policy environment, with our incredibly uh, talented, highly educated population, the highest incidence of post-secondary education in the country, particularly in STEM disciplines, um, uh, that uh, Alberta is the place to be. And again, uh, Nitin, I want to congratulate you for demonstrating that with the opening of your office and your commitment uh, to lo a long-term presence here in Alberta. And congratulations on landing major U.S. Uh, clients uh, to help to work with you in locating uh, contract operations here in Calgary. But uh, some time ago last year, we were approached by uh, President McCauley uh, on an exciting concept uh, for this university to become a global leader in uh, quantum sciences. And uh, for, we've already had, of course, an important place, uh, both here and at our other Alberta universities, uh, through Quantum Alberta, a consortium of research. Uh, but President McCauley had a vision about how, with a provincial government investment, we could leverage both significant new private sector and potentially large federal government uh, R&D grants uh, to support uh, turning U of C into a true global center uh, in uh, quantum sciences. And so I am delighted today, after working on this for months, uh, to announce that the Government of Alberta will provide the University of Calgary uh, with $23 million in funding for Quantum City, the university's initiative to make Alberta a global centre for quantum technologies. The opportunities for growth in this area are exponential, especially as more and more industries are seeking out new tech solutions. According to a study commissioned by the National Research Council of Canada, the quantum science and tech sector is estimated to create over 200,000 jobs across Canada by 2045. And we are committed to making sure that Alberta is poised to take full advantage of that growth. Unfortunately, in past years, Alberta has received less than its proportionate or per capita share of, of federal research and development grants, which has always puzzled me, something that uh, President McCauley has highlighted with me. Uh, given that Alberta uh, contributes a, uh, over a, a huge net $20 billion a year through our federal taxes uh, to Ottawa, and we have world-class institutions, it's critically important that those institutions get uh, their fair share, in fact, more than that, to reflect initiatives like this. So we very much hope that this uh, grant by the university, by the excuse me, uh, government of Alberta, uh, will leverage significant federal investments as well. Uh, and I want to also say how important the strategic partnership is with the U of A and the University of Lethbridge, as well as private sector par partners like Emphasis, to build on Alberta's existing strengths in quantum science to create a, a hub that will accelerate application, the application and uptake of Alberta-grown quantum technologies. 
The use of these new technologies and applications will have a real impact across many sectors, from energy and mining, autonomous navigation, medical imaging and diagnostics, uh, to cybersecurity and quantum computing, and I was just being briefed on that. Quantum City will position Alberta as a leader in this space, enhancing regional capacity and infrastructure to fast-track new made-in-Alberta tech solutions, to developing the skills and talent that we need for an economy of the future. And this is so critical. One of the reasons I was sold on uh, this project is that when we meet with companies like Emphasis, uh, the only thing holding them back, potentially, from a big footprint in this province is the issue of, of the availability of labor. And uh, with a population of 4.5 million, we simply don't compete uh, with countries like India with a population of a billion when it comes to availability of labor. So it's important, so critically important, that we have programs like this turning out students with relevant skills from our universities that can go on to be hired by the growing uh, private sector uh, tech companies in this province. So uh, a few months ago, Minister Schweitzer unveiled Alberta's full technology and innovation strategy. That strategy is part of the province's plan to further growth in the sector, and one key part of it is quantum science. So today's announcement builds on several tech and innovation supports already rolled out as part of Alberta's recovery plan. Through actions like this, uh, Alberta's economy is diversifying, and uh, we're just getting started. In the months and years to come, I know that we'll start to see even more Alberta-based startup, tech startups mature. And with this investment in Quantum City at the U of C, we're making sure that our innovators have the support they need to develop products and solutions that benefit people both here at home and around the world. So with that, uh, I'll hand it over, I believe, to Minister Schweitzer to give us a little bit more detail. Thank you so much, and thank you to everybody for being here today for this exciting announcement about Quantum City and the future of our province. When you think back to where we were as a province in late 2014, early 2015, our backs were against the wall. Albertans could have quit. They, said, they could have said, you know what, it's too hard. But Albertans did not quit. Albertans said, you know what, we're going to have a bright future in this province. We're going to make sure that future generations have a future in this province. And with the diversification of Alberta's economy, in particular the acceleration of that diversification over the last two years, and with a focus on the technology and innovation strategy here in Alberta, Alberta is now known as a tech hub, not just in Canada, but internationally as well. And the investment here made today by emphasis in establishing their office here in the city of Calgary is a testament to that. Not only are we breaking our venture capital records, rewind the clock to 2017. The entire year, venture capital was $37 million for the entire year. You fast forward to right now, the first quarter of 2022, $466 million of venture capital in the province of Alberta. The city of Calgary, $433 million, on par with the large center of Vancouver. Think about that. Think about the diversification that is happening right now in Alberta, the thousands and thousands of jobs that are being created in our province. It's a different Alberta in many respects than what we went into the pandemic with. But I want to say a huge thank you to the tech and innovation space, our post-secondary institutions for their engagement over the last few years to give us the best possible advice for how we can grow our economy forward and making sure that future generations know that they have a home here in Alberta, that there's hope in Alberta, and that they have a future in our province. And look at the migration numbers. Middle of last year, 
tens of thousands of people from across Canada decided to make Alberta their home. We haven't seen that type of momentum for about seven years in this province. And again, we are a magnet for talent here in Alberta. We want to make sure that we have those opportunities for people in diversified industries. We have an affordable way of life. Edmonton's the most affordable city in the country. Calgary's the second most affordable city in the country. High-paying jobs. There's no question in my mind that people are going to look back at the last 6 to 12 months as the turning point in Alberta's future, and they're going to see that this was the moment in time that we set the right course for the remainder of this decade. So it's really exciting when I think back to how we've collaborated, how we've built this recovery plan for Alberta generations. It's truly an exciting opportunity, and this is going to be Alberta's decade. Now, I want to think about that Team Alberta approach. You know, when our backs were against the wall, this entire province came together in a way that we haven't for many generations. You've got University of Alberta at the table here, University of Lethbridge, and University of Calgary all partnering together here with this new initiative focused on technology, quantum sciences, also complemented with our leadership in artificial intelligence and machine learning. We are going to generate the talent that's necessary to take advantage of all of these economic opportunities in our province, which is an opportunity as well for all the young people. I see some young people here as well watching. There's an opportunity for you to disrupt the world, create big companies, think differently than anywhere else in Canada, because here in Alberta, we support you. We want you to be successful, and we want you to build that next billion-dollar company. And on that point, is it any question why the fastest billion-dollar company in Canadian history was founded and built in the city of Calgary with Neo Financial. This city is hitting its stride right now. This province is hitting its stride. Alberta is truly back, and we're looking forward to this partnership. I'm going to turn now. I know we have a video that's going to give some further details on this. For those of you that aren't familiar with quantum science, you're not alone. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I know a Word document when I see it. Uh, quantum science is new, but I think there's going to be a video here that's going to give us some further color. Thank you, Premier, Minister, for today's good news. Um, as Minister Schweitzer said, I think a lot of people were betting against Alberta and betting against Calgary. Um, but we always come through and we'll always prove the doomsayers wrong. Our entrepreneurial spirit will always win out as we continue to grow and diversify our economy, including becoming Canada's quantum hub. The University of Calgary is a place to start something. It reflects our entrepreneurial spirit as a university. And with Quantum City, we're helping to start something big, really big, with up to 1,000 jobs in the short term, but by 2040, an estimated 26, more than 26,000 jobs across the province here in Alberta represent a significant share of those global estimates of how quantum science is going to create that next generation of opportunity. It's estimated by 2040 that that sector will be about $16.5 billion in annual revenue, none of which would be possible without the University of Calgary's 
University of Alberta and University of Lethbridge leadership in the quantum field. We entered this space more than 20 years ago, and today at the University of Calgary we have five quantum technology labs, as well as the Institute for Quantum Science and Technology, which includes 17 research groups and 130 academics across many faculties. We lead the Quantum Alberta Consortium, which includes University of Alberta and University of Lethbridge as incredible partners in the area of computing, sensing, and communication. The exciting possibilities of Quantum City could not have been possible or could not have been imagined without great research universities. We are academic, for sure, but we're also economic drivers, producing the knowledge and the graduates, the talent that, require, that the future economy is going to require. So what sounds like science fiction today will sound like a paycheck tomorrow. And ideas become technologies which then become products. And that's what will happen at Quantum City. It will develop talent. It will commercialize technology and support the development of, of a vibrant scientific hub, one based right here in Calgary. Because when Emphasis CEO Nitin Rakesh and his team was looking for a place to establish its Canadian hub, he looked at a lot of options, and they could have gone anywhere in Canada. But Nitin and his team settled on here. And on Tuesday, they inaugurated their Canadian headquarters in downtown Calgary. And I want to thank Emphasis for their confidence in us. We've had a tremendous week here with Emphasis and the team, thinking about what we could do together, an incredible collaboration between research universities and, and one of the leading global supply companies in, 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 in computing. I know that Calgary, its people and its oper business opportunities, and I dare say, dare say its university, will ensure that you've made the right choice. I also want to thank the Premier and the government in, in his government for their confidence in us. This investment will grow and multiply. We will leverage this, and it will help Calgary grow and prosper. To you, I say again, thank you so much. And I also want to say thank you for our universities for your recent enrollment expansion announcements. It will allow us to expand many areas that are in very, very high demand in the province to support that incredible and sustain that incredible economic growth as well as improving the quality of life for Albertans. In particular, it will allow us at the University of Calgary to expand our Master of Quantum Computing program, producing more graduates to support Quantum City's expansion. More graduates to start new companies, more graduates to interact with the various industrial sectors, which quantum science has a big role now, but will play an even bigger role in the future, and will help create even more jobs. So following up Minister Schweitzer's comments, I think that's why it's never a good idea to count Calgary out or count Alberta out. Because research done here doesn't only separate oil from sand, it will create nanotechnology to detect cancer earlier. And the quantum internet to make sending vast amounts of data possible and more secure. The University of Calgary has always reflected Calgary's enterprising spirit, and we will again. Start something new and exciting in quantum computing. And with our partners, with Emphasis and the government of Alberta, that's exactly what we're going to do. So thank you so much.
Good morning, everyone, and thank you for having us. Uh, thank you, Premier and, and Ed, for the great comments. Uh, and the best thing about going last is you can really, really be very short because everything great has been said before. Uh, all I will say is on behalf of Emphasis uh, and our team, uh, we are delighted with this partnership. We envisioned this uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, we know there is a, a great opportunity to bet on the next frontier of technologies. Our expertise in, is in applying great research in and taking it to our enterprise clients for actually making it production grade. So that's really the vision. Uh, we are very excited with the expansion of our business in Canada with our Canadian headquarters in Calgary. We have a marquee set of clients already and we look to expand that. Uh, we are also very excited that many of our large U.S. clients, especially banks, have embraced the fact that we are you know, expanding into Calgary and we'll have a few hundred people here in the next few months. Um, you know, right now, we are all in execution mode, and I think the, in the inauguration was a step in that direction. And finally, I think we are also very excited that we are partnering with the province, the city, and the university in creating and furthering the tech pivot that, that the city was looking for. Uh, and I think with, with the expansion of the Quantum City initiative today, uh, we are extremely uh, you know, proud. And, and I think uh, I, was, I was telling uh, Ed over dinner last night that this is the beginning of what I call the B2C connection, the Bangalore to Calgary connection. So with that, thank you again for having us. Uh, thank you for the warm welcome that we've seen from every uh, Calgarian and, of course, everybody in Alberta, you know, including the, the, the Premier's office. And we are very excited. Uh, it's time to, to now execute, execute, and execute. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon again. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Elad McDonald, and I'm the Vice President External Relations at the University of Alberta. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for welcoming me and the University of Alberta to this event. When it comes to quantum research, Alberta's research universities are long-standing partners and collaborators. Our province is home to world-leading expertise in this field, and our post-secondary institutions are paving the way to the quantum future. This infusion of funding from the Government of Alberta will help us bring innovative new quantum technologies closer to reality. As we've heard today, quantum research is about potential. It holds the potential for faster, more efficient, and more secure technology. It has the potential to disrupt uh, sectors ranging from telecommunications and computing to healthcare. And let me give you just a couple examples. U of A researchers are leading advances into, into a field called quantum sensing. Quantum systems have an exquisite sensitivity to magnetic fields, rotations, temperatures, and pressure. This area of quantum research promises new technologies that cut across sectors. It's helping develop ultra-sensitive detectors for resource production and transportation, precision clocks for high-speed trading, and improved MRIs. Coupled with the U of A's advanced nanotechnology and fabrication facilities, we're positioned not only to develop and commercialize quantum sensing technologies, but also to lead professional development. We will help create the next generation of quantum sensing businesses. Sensing reflects just one part of the potential that U of A quantum researchers are investigating. And I'm really pleased to be joined here today by Dr. Lindsay LeBlanc, whose research explores quantum communications. So sending information more securely over long distances through existing fiber optic networks and satellites, as well as quantum memory, a core element to scaling up the burgeoning quantum internet. It's clear that quantum technologies will disrupt many sectors as we know them today. Of course, for that to happen, we also need highly qualified people, as the Premier referred, to lead advances in both industry and research. Another role that Alberta's universities are working together to fill. 
So take the Quanta program. This partnership between the U of A and the U of C is helping to produce industry-ready graduates with the skills, training, and research experience in quantum technologies. We're giving students a quantum edge, and we're equipping the workforce of tomorrow to bring new technologies and innovations into Alberta's workplace. So I also want to echo our thanks to the government of Alberta for this investment. Together, we're solidifying Alberta's position in the future quantum economy. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Barry Sanders. I'm the scientific director of Quantum City. And I want to tell you that the most exciting year for me was 1900. I don't think we were around then, but quantum mechanics was born in November 1900, making it 121 years old today. Um, in the 20th century, we had what we call the quantum revolution. The quantum revolution brought us transistors, lasers, magnetic resonance imaging, uh, semiconductors, and other quantum materials and transform society. So even though quantum mechanics itself is puzzling, there's weird effects. We talk about entanglement, superpositions, a particle, something going two different ways at the same time. It's very difficult to express what quantum mechanics is about, but we know that it's revolutionary and it's transformative. But the 20th century is not the end of the quantum revolution, and we often refer to the 20th, 21st century as ushering in a new quantum revolution. It's often called the second quantum revolution. And as we've heard from other speakers, um, there's application areas that we talk about, quantum sensing, quantum communication, and quantum computing. Quantum sensing is about delivering sensors that are uh, surpass the kinds of limits that we associate with the onset of quantum mechanics. And the onset of quantum mechanics brings us some kind of noise that is very difficult to get rid of, but can matter. Quantum sensing allows us to surpass that. Quantum communication allows us to send what we call quantum information from one point to another. Um, to the public, it's often the most exciting one is teleportation. It brings thoughts of uh, Star Trek and those things, but there is a serious technology of teleportation. And then the one that um, is the big uh, important area for growth in commercial sector today, and part of this opening partnership is quantum computing. And the idea of quantum computing is that um, it's not about making computers smaller or faster. We're redefining what we think of as tractable. So with computers, we think that some problems are easy to solve and some are hard to solve. And some of the hard to solve problems really matter to us. Um, optimization problems, logistics, supply chain, um, even questions about how to make a computer compile a program better. These are all hard problems that we refer to as intractable. With quantum, we change the very basis of computer science. So instead of talking about zeros and ones and logical operations like and or not, we replace it by uh, a quantum version where we can have a zero and one in, in a superposition. So instead of thinking about which way did a particle go, left or right, it can be in both, we can make a zero and one coexist at the same time. The idea of doing that brings us uh, potentially immense opportunity in the way we do computing. So I just want to make sure if there's one take-home message, it's that we're not about making, in quantum computing, it's not about making better or faster computers, it's about redefining what is tractable to make some hard problems easy. It's a very early stage and we appreciate the vision 
from the province, from emphasis, from the universities, um, to help us make it happen. And the effort that we have builds on an impressive team. We have, um, you know, as we've heard, we have University of Alberta, we have University of Calgary, University of Lethbridge. I see Soria Dust sitting in the back who's come over the three universities. We work with Nate and Sate, two polytechnics, to make things happen. Um, and the way I see it is we have a real opportunity to make Quantum City great, to um, build on the immense talent that we have in the province. And by us Albertans working together on solving the hard problems, on training excellent talent, on bringing in the right companies and starting up our own, we can be a key place for making the second quantum revolution happen. Thank you. Thanks to all of our speakers. That concludes the formal speaking portion. We're going to go to the media Q&A. I see we have some journalists in person here. Uh, please step up to the media mic there. If you have a question, identify your name, your outlet, and limit yourselves to one question and one follow-up. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Austin Lee with CTV News Calgary. This question's for uh, both the Premier and the Health Minister, if possible. Just wondering what the response is to the death of an elderly Calgary woman who was attacked by dogs and the response from emergency services. Wondering what changes uh, the province may be prepared to bring forth to ensure there are no further issues in dispatching and uh, ambulance response. Well, first of all, I'd just like to express uh, condolences to the uh, loved ones of the, the deceased, a, a terrible, tragic situation. Uh, and uh, obviously, the, the response time was uh, just not adequate. I understand that AHS and the chief paramedic are doing an investigation at working with the Calgary Police Service. Uh, my understanding is that initially it was a police call, which indicated it was not, uh, there was not a life-threatening situation. When the police arrived and found out that, that it was a life-threatening situation, uh, they uh, told 911 that, and they dispatched an ambulance that arrived within nine minutes. Uh, but if there are, uh, we, they need to get to the bottom of this, find out exactly uh, what went wrong in terms of the communications, so that something like this doesn't happen in the future. And I'd be, perhaps Mr. Coppin would have more details. So thank you, uh, Premier, and, and uh, I, no further details. I, again, I just want to express my deepest condolences for the family. Uh, it is, uh, you know, when we initially heard that the uh, the timing was uh, approximately 30 minutes, it's unacceptable. Again, as Premier indicated, um, you know, in regards to the dispatch calls, it firstly came in as non-urgent. When it became in, when it came in, it was realized this was an urgent situation. A dispatch was made within the nine minutes. I've I've spoken already with AHS, um, and uh, conversations have been had between my office and the, and the chief paramedics. They're doing a full investigation. We haven't got that in front of us, um, but you can be rest assured, and Alberta be rest assured that we're, we're going to investigate this fully. Uh, any recommendations that come out of that we can improve the system. Quite frankly, we do. Uh, we will will take those to heart uh, because people should feel fit, safe in their communities, and this happened not far from here, actually. Uh, people should feel safe in the community, so there's other issues in regards to those to the dogs. Uh, but initially, should, they should feel safe that when the call comes out, uh, help will be there when it's needed. Thank you. Do you have a follow-up? Uh, I do. It's on a different topic here, this one for the Premier as well. Um, so documents show that your government disregarded research supporting masking in schools when it lifted a mandate, uh, the mandate in March. I'm just wondering why... No, the documents don't show that. Um, Mr. McGowan, head of the Alberta Federation of Labor, makes that claim. He's continuing to try to get the courts to force kids to wear masks in schools. Um, the advice we received from the chief medical officer was that there was not uh, sufficient evidence uh, to support uh, mask wearing in schools as a significant, uh, as, a, as a meaningful 
mitigation strategy to reduce viral transmission, but that it did inhibit uh, learning for children. Uh, I believe every ju jurisdiction in North America, I, I, I think every jurisdiction in North America, in Europe at least, uh, long ago lifted the masking requirements in schools. So Alberta is, uh, our policy is aligned with uh, what I think is the policy all around the world with perhaps a few exceptions. Thank you. Thank you. Next, Thank you. Next question. Hello, Dylan Short with Postmedia. I'm not sure exactly who this question is for, but I'm just looking for more details on today's partnership. $23 million for the U of C, but there's partnerships with other schools. I guess just on the ground, what does this partnership look like? And I guess how does it assist both companies like Emphasis as well as students coming to the U of C? Great. Thank you so much. And I do want to emphasize the Quantum Alberta partnership is very, very significant. The collaboration among our universities um, is very, very deep. The investment today is really to support talent creation in the, in the province, as well as um, uh, our ability to deal and create some of these technologies that we hope companies like Emphasis and other companies around the world will take up and, and support. Uh, in that area, it's around uh, building up fabrication facilities that are can we, where we can collaborate with industry to prototype, to scale, and test those devices. And do you have a follow-up, Dale? I do. I believe this is a question for the Premier, but maybe I can get remarks from uh, President McCauley as well. Premier, your government has been criticized in the past for funding of post-secondary schools. I know your government has said that you're getting it more in line with other parts of the province, but I guess just a couple hundred million dollars shortfall over the last couple of budgets. I believe it was raised in the last one a little bit, but just partnerships like this, how far does this go towards, I guess, fixing some of those shortfalls that sure. you've been criticized for? Well, Let's cast our mind back to uh, 2019, as Minister Schweitzer did. We had a structural deficit of about $8 billion. We'd run seven straight deficits as a province. We'd added nearly $90 billion to provincial debt in that period. And uh, that simply could not continue indefinitely. The province couldn't continue to borrow um, 6 to $10 billion year after year. Um, and so we were elected with a commitment to... Uh, restrain spending by capping it uh, in real per capita terms, and that's exactly what we did. Uh, we engaged Dr. Janice McKinnon uh, to lead a expert panel on Alberta's uh, finances and to recommend uh, ways that we could gradually get back to fiscal balance. Uh, she did that in one area that she pointed to where Alberta was spending disproportionately more per capita than the rest of Canada was in post-secondary uh, education, and, and that her, the conclusion in her report was that we didn't have uh, the results to justify a significant cost premium. Uh, and so we challenged uh, universities to find efficiencies, and I want to thank them, the boards and administrations, for having done that. We know it's never easy to do that, but people in the private sector, people in the nonprofit sector have to do that sort of thing all the time to prioritize, uh, to find efficiencies. Uh, now, the situation, the, the, our fiscal context has thankfully changed dramatically since then, and uh, which is why in this year's budget there was an additional $600 million of dedicated funding uh, for in-demand programs at our post-secondary institutions, in addition to which very significant capital investments, uh, and then very focused investments on programs like this. I was uh, at this campus, um, I think, three weeks ago to announce 
uh, the, uh, I believe, $65 million uh, investment in expanding the University of Calgary's veterinary school because there is an acute shortage, of, particularly of large animal vets, which has, uh, which is at risk for our uh, important agriculture sector. So, as Pre President McCauley just uh, mentioned. Uh, we have we put out a, a process to request proposals from universities and colleges and our polytechnics on uh, in-demand programs where we could uh, ensure increased enrollment uh, and uh, there's been a significant increased investment so Alberta is now closer to the national average in terms of per capita expenditures on post-secondary institutions we now thankfully have a balanced budget we would not have a balanced budget by the way I just want to underscore this people say it's all about oil prices but we we made this year's budget based on the assumption of $70 uh, WTI oil uh, benchmark. Um, and uh, that if we, if we had not reduced spending from about a 6% annual growth rate to about a 1% annual growth rate, we still would not have a balanced budget at $70 WTI. So as a province, we should, we should not assume that we're going to have high oil prices forever. We need to maintain uh, some reasonable fiscal discipline. And I, once again, I'd like to thank the, the universities, including U of C, for having uh, demonstrated their ability to do that. Thank you. With that, we're going to go to the phones. Operator, can you please put through our first caller? Kayleen Skolsky, CTV. Hi, thank you so much for taking my question. My question is for the Premier. Premier Mayor, so he has confirmed he will be submitting a public safety plan to your Justice Minister as asked within the two-week deadline this morning. He highlighted how the city is working to make the downtown safer, but repeatedly acknowledged that without the province stepping up, the root causes of crime will not be addressed, and they will not be successful in improving safety in our downtown. What is your government doing, or what is your government willing to step up to do to improve safety in Edmonton? Thanks, and apologies to everybody at the university for off-topic questions. It goes with the territory. Uh, and I didn't quite hear everything clearly. I think you're asking about uh, the crime situation uh, in Edmonton. As you know, the Solicitor General, Minister Shandro, uh, direct, under the Police Act, directed uh, the Edmonton Police and, and City to come up with a public safety plan given the alarming increase in violent crimes, particularly in the downtown core. And uh, he has a statutory responsibility under the law uh, to ensure uh, public safety, and, and that's one of the powers he, the minister has. Um, uh, the minister and, and other provincial ministers shortly thereafter met with the mayor uh, and uh, other representatives of Edmonton to discuss these issues. They are obviously complex. A lot of this relates to uh, the addictions crisis and mental health issues. Um, I'm glad to see that Edmonton has begun to listen uh, to its citizens, uh, just I believe yesterday, passing a, a motion at City Council uh, to make it clear that people cannot uh, consume illegal drugs at transit stops, for example, and cannot engage in antisocial or dangerous behavior. Um, there have been far, far too many violent crimes committed while just innocent uh, citizens are waiting to board their bus or LRT. So uh, I want to thank Edmonton for having taken that step forward. Uh, we have provided uh, increased support to uh, the municipal police services, and uh, we hope that the city will take this as seriously as Edmontonians want them to. Go ahead with your follow-up. Yeah, slightly unrelated, but I wanted to ask you again, Premier, about a recent Angus Reid poll, which found Albertans have the lowest confidence in the RCMP, as well as the lowest confidence in local police forces and the court system when compared to other Canadian provinces. What is your reaction to that? Um, 
so uh, my reaction is that we appreciate the good work of our police services, uh, women and men in uniform who risk their lives to maintain public safety. We owe them all, all a debt of gratitude, and we all them, owe them adequate resources to do their job. Uh, we have seen in uh, recent years a, a, a property crime wave in rural Alberta and increasingly uh, serious uh, violent crimes in our downtown urban cores. And this is a challenge for the police. It's a challenge for all of us. Um, so I would say that uh, this is one of the reasons that we've been reviewing uh, the structure of policing in Alberta. Uh, I believe, for one, that uh, community policing is the right model, where you can have police officers who come from their local communities, know their local communities, and, and typically spend their lives in those communities, uh, and uh, who develop relationships with people. The, that, that, the research demonstrates that community policing is the most effective kind of policing. Um, and in uh, much of Alberta, uh, people don't have the benefit of that. While I, we deeply respect uh, the role of the RCMP in its service, the truth is that as a national police service, there's a constant churn of personnel um, in many rural communities, and they don't get the benefit of that community policing. We also have issues we need to improve Indigenous policing, which is why we amended the uh, Policing Act last year to make it easier for First Nations to establish on-reserve police services. Uh, and, um, and, and we continue to work with, the, with First Nations communities on expanding uh, Indigenous policing. And finally, I think if there is that concern, um, one advantage of a potential provincial police service would be to have civilian oversight, to have our own Alberta Police Commission. The recommendation is to have, for the first time in Canadian history, permanent Indigenous representation on a uh, civilian police commission, and uh, to have um, uh, a proper complaints process. Right now, uh, for rural Albertans policed by the RCMP, they have no uh, civilian complaint process to go through. They have to go to Ottawa and file a, 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 a complaint, not under the authority of the Alberta Solicitor General. So we think that there's a lot of things that could be done to improve policing in Alberta, but we should, I think we should take that criticism uh, constructively while recognizing the good work that police do. Thank you, Premier. Operator, could you please put there our next caller? Michael King, Global News. Good morning from the Premier and uh, for the Health Minister. Um, the circumstances surrounding the, the dog attack the same, are the same concerns that we've seen raised by several municipalities when that consolidation happened. Uh, we will obviously never know if the tragic outcome will be different or would have been different, but we do know that the response would have been different. It would have been a, a co-evaluation between emergency services, not sequential as we saw. Looking back, was consolidation the right move, especially given the relatively small savings the province said it was going to make? I think it was $6 million a year. No, thanks for the uh, thanks for the question. Uh, you know, and again, my, my heart goes up to the family uh, and the friends of the individual who uh, who passed away during during this attack. Um, the initial uh, um, assessment that we've had, and I haven't got a full assessment of it. AHS is looking into it, and, and we'll also look in, in, into it on the whole. The dispatch and the report is is uh, uh, is being uh, currently being developed for for a final review. But the initial assessment is that you know that the 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 consolidation of dispatch um, didn't impact the nature of this call. I, I do understand that there are some uh, concerns being raised uh, about the four recent municipalities we brought in when we consolidated dispatch. Just by you know by way of background, all others uh, for dispatch across the uh, across the province already had had been integrated within uh, uh, within health. 
Um, and so we just moved the last four municipalities. We did commit to the municipalities to do an independent review of that, uh, and that review is ongoing. And then once we have that, uh, we'll be able to take, make step forwards. And, and again, as I indicated in an earlier answer, um, uh, that once I get the full report from uh, AHS is doing a deep dive on, on what happened here in, in Calgary, uh, we'll look, look to their recommendations and make changes as necessary. Thank you. Michael, do you have a follow-up? Yeah, obviously you weren't the health minister at the time of the consolidation, and you're waiting on this uh, on this report here. But having seen these cases, uh, whether they're public or whether or not they've been ones that have uh, been brought to you specifically, what is your assessment of the consolidation? I believe about six months in here. So, so again, on this particular incident that we have in front of us, my understanding is that the, dis the consolidation of dispatch had no impact on that, but I'm waiting for the, uh, the, the final report. That's the initial report. Um, you know, one of the benefits of consolidation is that we actually have the ability to have, uh, for example, uh, doctors be able to be dispatched into dispatch to be do, to do better triage. So there's an opportunity to, for improvement in that regard. And there's also an opportunity to ensure that the standards are, that are set uh, across the province um, and the improvements can be made across uh, in other areas of the province will be made in these four municipalities as well. So I'm looking forward to the independent review being completed, uh, and then we'll take it from there. Thank you. We have time for one more. Operator, could you please put through our final caller? You're in a judge kick. Uh, Hi, thanks for taking my questions. Uh, it's for uh, the Premier. Monsieur Kenny, j'espère juste que vous pourriez nous en dire plus sur les résultats auxquels vous vous attendez pour cet investissement de 23 millions de dollars aujourd'hui. Quel retour d'investissement vous prévoyez, que ce soit au niveau vraiment monétaire là, ou plus figuré? Merci de la question. I'll just to translate it, question is about to, today's announcement and what uh, fiscal and economic impact uh, we hope it will have. Je crois que tout d'abord, nous espérons que ça va attirer une grande subvention pour les recherches du gouvernement fédéral et les autres investissements du secteur privé. Alors, l'investissement du gouvernement de l'Alberta est le début, effectivement, de nouveaux Quantum City, le projet important. Et euh, comme euh, le président McCauley a dit, nous attendons euh, milliers d'emplois qui seront créés dans cet euh, espace de technologie ici en Alberta euh, euh, jusqu'à 2040. Alors, nous espérons milliers d'emplois, mais c'est plus important au niveau, pour moi, d'attirer de de, de, l'investissement du secteur privé. Une des raisons pour lesquelles Emphasis a décidé de euh, établir les quartiers généraux ici était ce projet ici à l'Université de Calgary, le partenariat avec l'université et avec les pourparlers que nous avons avec les autres investisseurs potentiels, c est, c est les connexions, les liens avec uni, les universités de recherche, les projets comme celui ici est essentiel. Alors, ça va aider Investissement Alberta euh, d'attirer d'autres investissements à des grandes compagnies de technologie. And I basically said uh, that, uh, as President McCauley indicated, this uh, industry, we, we expect to see thousands of jobs created here in Alberta uh, through the industry. But more importantly, um, all of the major tech companies with whom we speak about potential investments in Alberta uh, talk to us about uh, 
connections to our research universities. Um, for the actual product, uh, the actual uh, research output, but also for the uh, development of a skilled labor force. And so this, this project here, we hope will attract more uh, federal and private sector investment. We don't have a quantum, uh, we don't have a dollar figure on that, I should say. Um, and, uh, but it certainly will help our agency invest Alberta to go out there and uh, promote this project with other major tech companies. And Mariner, do you have a follow-up? I do. Um, C'est sur un autre sujet maintenant, mais je veux revenir sur euh, le rapport du comité joint pour les femmes autochtones disparues et assassinées de l'Alberta qui a été publié la semaine dernière. Ça fait déjà quelques mois que vous l'avez. Il y a plusieurs mesures, 113 mesures très, très concrètes. Par exemple, la création d'un refuge pour femmes autochtones à Edmonton ou l'inclusion d'Autochtones obligatoires dans les enquêtes sur les décès. L'Alberta, le gouvernement n'a pas donné aucun échéancier, aucun budget dédié euh, à la mise en place de ces mesures. Alors, de un, allez-vous toutes, toutes les mettre en place? Et de deux, pourquoi on n'a toujours pas d'échéancier ni de budget? Merci. And just again to translate the questions about the uh, province's response to our uh, task force on uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. Uh, J'aimerais remercier les membres du uh, groupe de travail et le ministre Wilson de leur leadership à cet égard. Nous prenons au sérieux toutes les recommandations. Euh, C'est essentiel que toute notre société agisse euh, contre cette violence qui a ciblé les femmes euh, autochtones. Et euh, oui, nous sommes en mesure de mettre en place les, les recommandations du rapport. Euh, il y a eu les augmentations importantes dans les services sociaux, dans le budget euh, provincial cette année. Euh, et nous avons établi une très bonne relation avec les Premières Nations en Alberta. Uh, par exemple, les, les, les fonds provinciaux uh, pour uh, faire la recherche uh, de, des, uh, 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 en ce qui concerne uh, les cimetières uh, liés aux uh, écoles résidentielles. Alors, il y a beaucoup plus de travail à faire et uh, je vais suggérer que pour les, tous les détails que vous uh, contactez uh, le ministre Wilson. Thank you, everyone. That concludes our press conference.